Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Psalm 67 and 4 says, Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon earth. I selected that passage uh, primarily because it talks about the nations, not just Israel. But let all nations be glad for the one creator, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who created everything. He's the one that we ought to worship. He's the one that we need a relationship with. It doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile. does not matter if you are black or white. It doesn't matter your tongue, or ethnicity. God is offering us a relationship with him. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about race, R-A-C-E. Race in the general and traditional sense, in terms of color, but also R-A-C-E as a mnemonic method to highlight the importance of the gospel in this crisis that many people find themselves in. This issue of race has been doggedly a part of the United States, and we can't seem to shake it. So I wanted to offer a biblical perspective on this issue of race. Now, since the 17th century, when the first group of African-Americans arrived in Point Comfort, Virginia, the relationship uh, between white America and those of African descent has been, for lack of better terms, contentious. The house, or any house, built on a shaky foundation will always lean or crack. And that's one of the main issues with America, is that America's foundation was never built soundly. And the reason why... I argue that it was never built soundly. It's because of the sin of racism. So as a result, America is leaning. The sin of racism still pervades. Far too long has this country turned a blind eye towards one of its original sins. And I realize that uh, America 
compared to other countries is one of the best places to live. I understand that. Now, when we compare ourselves to other people, it's always easy or it's easier for us to say, well, we are better than this person or that person. And that's why knowing Jesus is so crucial because when we compare ourselves to Jesus, we realize more magnificently, we realize our shortcomings. And those shortcomings often are not revealed when we compare ourselves to other people. So I'm challenging us to compare our conduct to the word of God. And when we compare America's conduct to the word of God, we find ourselves very short, woefully short of the standard. So let's look at this issue of racism. The question is, why is it taking so long to solve the issue of race in America? How many times do people have to march? How many boycotts must be enacted? How many voices of despair must we hear? And if your response to what I just said is, can we move on into something more biblical? Then you're missing the point. There's nothing more biblical than reaching out and helping your neighbor. When we see injustice, to try to do something about it. The whole story uh, in regards to the Good Samaritan Yes, it's an analogy to, uh, in regards to our relationship with God, but also it talks about those who walked around that claimed to be religious that didn't meet the need of the wounded. And I'm hoping as you're listening, you are considering where you are in terms of your relationship and whether or not you have a blind spot as it relates to race. The time has come not only for rhetoric, but also action. All of us must pull our own weight if we're going to improve race relations. Now, I realize that there are multiple theories on how we can improve our race problem. Some have suggested the continuation of marches, while others uh, claim that uh, we need to defund the police department. And others still argue that the key to improving race relations is to listen more. And I understand all of those proposals. And I actually believe, uh, based on who you are and based on where you are, either one of those options are viable. But it's my contention that Jesus wants us to be a good neighbor. When we see our brother and sister standing up for righteousness, we must help. And it's a righteous thing to do when 
we encounter racism or we see racism, for us to speak out against it, for us to uh, condemn it just like God has already condemned it. And I realize that there are skeptics out there and there may even be a skeptic listening right now to the radio show. And I, I, I realize what history says that uh, in some circles, uh, when I witness to uh, my African-American uh, brothers, not all of them, some of them, uh, they are responding to the history of racism and some um, are so uh, hurt, they're so bitter by the experiences in America that has caused them to be racist themselves. I'm talking about some in the African-American community. And so they argue falsely that Christianity is a white man's religion. But the problem is they are only giving Christianity credit from the standpoint of the slavery times. So even if we give them, let's say, the 1500s or the 1600s, the, the, the issue is Christianity go back as far as the first century. Thousands of years before the first slave ship uh, was established. So it's not a white man's religion. And number two, Christianity has always preached racial inclusion. God has always preached racial inclusion. Even before the advent of the church, God has always welcomed various races. The issue that God had with certain people is not due to their race, but rather their heart condition. And so God demonstrates through the Bible that he has no issue with race because he created the different skin tones. He created culture. He created the dialects. And we see all the way back in the Old Testament, we see evidence of God welcoming various races. When Moses married Zipporah, who was a Cushite woman, and the Cushites are Africans who are descendants of Noah's son's Ham. And Miriam had an issue, according to the Bible, with Moses marrying this uh, uh, Marian Zipporah because she was a Cushite woman. And again, God struck Miriam as a way to teach her that he would not tolerate her racist attitude towards this prophet. And then in Exodus 12, we find the story of Israel preparing to leave Egypt. And in verse 38, we also learn that other non-Israelites were accepted and allowed to uh, become part of the Exodus with God's people. And it's right there in Exodus 12. Again, God is not welcoming them, is not welcoming them 
um, just based on their skin color, but because of their heart. These individuals had uh, bent their heart toward the God of Israel. And that's what it is today. If we're going to make this country better, if we're going to make this world better, I propose that there's no better remedy than the gospel. If we look at the New Testament, the same thing continues. It's astonishing that in the annals of history forever until Christ come back, there's this narrative of Simon the Cyrene and uh, the country of Cyrene is in Libya, Northern Africa. Forever and forever, we are told that this individual, Simon of Cyrene, was blessed enough to be part of the crucifixion story, but not in a negative way, in a positive way. When Jesus couldn't carry the cross, he helped him. Luke 23 and 26. Again, God is using a person of color to advance his kingdom agenda. So as Christians, we have a duty to continue talking about the gospel, but yet living out the gospel so other people can see Christ in us. And if we're going to help move the needle in this race issue that America is facing, all of us have to do our part. It's my contention again. When we see our brothers and sisters standing up for righteousness, we must help. We must speak. We must march. We must peacefully protest. We must work with our local and federal leaders to eradicate certain laws that are designed inequitably. Racism must be confronted on all fronts. Now, however, as I stated before, despite my encouragement of social action, we can't lose, as Christians, we can't lose sight of the bigger picture. People of all races need to address the issue of sin. Racism is birthed out of sin. And the only one that can help eradicate sin is Jesus the Christ. You won't find any uh, prescription that would eradicate sin. You won't find any philosophies that will eradicate sin. Any pedagogy that's going to eradicate sin. You won't find any education that alone that's going to eradicate sin. And I'm talking about secular education. The only thing that will eradicate sin is Jesus Christ, and that's through the gospel. Christ died so the racist will have a change of heart. In Christ, we have a manual for how all people can get along despite their skin color. And if you remember, we started off with Psalm 67 and 4, which says, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. So, yes, there is a model for racial harmony and racial unity. But this can only be accomplished if 
people's hearts get changed, if people are regenerated, if people are transformed, once you have a man or woman's heart, we don't really need the law because their heart is bent toward the God of the universe who has filled them with the Holy Spirit. And they realize while reading the scriptures that racism is wrong. And they'll voluntarily start changing and not be forced or compelled to change because of a legislation. It never works when one try to legislate morality. We must be convinced, convinced in our own hearts that certain issues are wrong. And when we get saved, when we become a, a, a Christian, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And the power of God in combination with our will yield righteous results. So I wanted to give a mnemonic. And the word mnemonic, uh, for those of you that may not be uh, familiar with it, is spelled capital M-N as in Nancy, E-M-O-N-I-C. The M is silent when you pronounce it, mnemonic. M-N-E-M-O-N-I-C. Some said uh, mnemonic device, but I'm going to argue uh, mnemonic method. And it's basically a method by uh, which you use letters uh, to help you to better understand uh, the content of those letters. So our mnemonic for this episode is race, R-A-C-E. And the R stands for redemption. If we look at Ephesians 1 and 7, we find the following in terms of redemption. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Again, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And that word redemption in the Greek is apolytrosin. And it means to set free, to liberate, to be delivered, or to be liberated from a ransom or a debt has been paid. So we as Christian. Uh, have been ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is important as well as relevant because God has saved us from something. When we're say, when we say we're saved, the question is, what have you been saved from and what have you been saved to? I've been saved, as an example, uh, you can say that I've been saved from lying to telling the truth. I've been saved from being stingy or parsimonious to being more given. I've been saved from being envious to being encouraging and supportive of what others have. So Jesus, once he saves us, we go from before and then after. So what has God taken away from you? And what has he replaced it with? And if you used to be a racist, it's a great way to testify to those around you of how you grew up and why you became a racist 
and uh, and, and oftentimes I think we have uh, the wrong idea of uh, how we can be a racist, and we often associate racism with those that wear uh, the hoods on their heads or those that are just obscene uh, with their racism. But sometimes I think we can have uh, biases towards certain races without really identifying it. And I believe as we study the scriptures and we become more open and more humble, the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And then it's up to us to receive or reject uh, his unction. So the first word is redemption, to set free. And that same um, theme follows in Titus 2 and 14, where it says, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So who talking about Jesus, gave himself for us to redeem us. And that word in the Greek is like trosatea, and it means the same thing as apolytrosin, which means to release on receipt of, of ransom, release by payment of ransom. So that's what Jesus did for us. Uh, we were ransomed, and uh, he released us from the bondage of thinking that I'm better than someone else especially due to their skin color. Jesus has released us from that type of thinking. Then the A in race on this, uh, from this uh, mnemonic device is adoption. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Romans 8 and 15. And that word adoption uh, in the Greek is heotheseus, uh, and it means to adopt. It's a noun genitive singular fem, uh, feminine form, and it basically means to adopt, and we all have a good sense of what it means to adopt someone. Then the conjugated form of heotheseus is found in Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. And I'm going to stop right there on that verse. So the point is, we've been adopted. God has grafted us in. And as a result, we should be appreciative. And we should know that we have not arrived. God has saved us, and we should be humble enough to practice the standard that God has already laid before us. Uh, we're going to continue this issue of race on our next episode. We ask that you keep yourself in prayer, keep the country in prayer, the leaders in prayer, and may we all show the love that Jesus has extended to all of us. Regardless of skin color, we can show the world what it means for black and white people to come together and to worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank you for joining Sound Reasoning. We ask that something uh, that was said has blessed you. Uh, continue to pray for this ministry and please consider becoming a financial sponsor and partner with us 
as we help Christians to share and defend the faith. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.